Welcome back everybody to Tall and Taller. This is episode four. Today we're going to be talking about Rutgers, the upcoming game against Wisconsin, and then some pretenders or maybe contenders in the NCAA football world. First off, we'll start off with Rutgers. It was a tale of two halves really, Ben. I mean, it was a 20 to 13 victory. We were up 20 to three at halftime. The offense kind of just completely sputtered out in the second half. It was really hard to tell exactly what it was, if it was Rutgers adapting or if it was just the offense not doing what they were doing the 12, 13 quarters before that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I read an article, uh, I believe it was in the free press today, they were talking to Mike Hart, and Mike Mike Hart sounds confident, which, I mean, he's not going to come out and say he's not if he isn't anyways, but uh, he uh, he talked about it was it was mostly one guy missing a block here, then the next play maybe, uh, maybe a guy takes a step in the wrong direction first, um, he thinks that most of it's lack of, uh, lack of experience. Um, uh, to me, it sounds like maybe these guys got a little too full of themselves and, and are, aren't paying attention to the little tiny details that have made them successful so far. But I also think that Rutgers had something to do with it. You know, last week or last podcast, we talked about Rutgers had, uh, number one defense in the big 10 and, and number two offense and, you know, I thought it might be a little bit of a dogfight, and it was. I, th- I think they adjusted, and we didn't as quickly. We didn't adjust to their adjustments. And then I think, you know, a little bit of panic set in instead of trusting the process. And, you know, they felt the pressure. And thankfully, we didn't fully uh, choke out just a little bit, and we were able to get it done for the win. Yeah, no, and I agree. Say, Josh Ross, when Josh Ross went down, it kind of looked like that's when the, the D on the defensive side of the ball, at least, it looked like that's when they started running that option more successfully. The speed option, the read option, they were getting that middle because we had those young linebackers and the Josh Ross throughout the whole game until he got hurt there towards the end of the first half. He was, he was in the middle. He was always stuffing that middle hole as we've seen the whole half. I mean, that I think that really killed us, at least on the defensive side and like you said, on the offensive side, I mean, everyone's freaking out about Cade. He was eight for 10 at halftime. Right. He, he was one for six in the second half. And I think, but through those nine for, what, nine for 16 throughout the whole game, I, he had two or three receivers that just flat up dropped the ball. But then again, he also didn't lose us the ball game. And that's stuff that I look at when people are trying to call for his name, call for his job. They want J.J., and to me, I, I think he's still the man. I don't think there's any reason to even come close to sitting him, and I, I don't think he will get sat. But everyone, everyone just needs to take a chill pill and just realize, hey, we played one bad half of football and still won the game. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's something that hasn't happened in seven years. Yes, it's Rutgers. It's not the same Rutgers team, though. No, um, uh, you know, Greg Shiano's got them on the on the up and coming. You know, they were. Uh, they were a, a solid middle-of-the-pack Big T- Big Ten team when he was there the first time and on the rise. So, But a couple things, right, <clears throat> is J.J. was warming up. Uh, I think it was at the end of the third quarter. But Cade has done what he's been asked to do. Um, you know, there was, there was at least three drops, and uh, there was uh, – there, you know, he, he was close on a couple that, where the receivers didn't help him out where, where you know, they could have. And he was one for uh, 
one for six for seven yards after that targeting call. Um, so, you know, he got his bell rung, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, and he was off a little bit too. So, so we'll see, you know, I think if, if JJ starts this week or gets some playing time, it's because, you know, he's in concussion protocol, not, not because of his performance. And, 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 you know, the last thing is he's clean this year. He did, uh, he did fumble the ball once, but he got, they got it back. Um, but no interceptions through four games, zero turnovers. Um, and you know, that to me is probably their most impressive stat of the year so far. And, and I mean, yeah, the zero turnovers, like you said, I mean, he, like you said, he hasn't, as we've said multiple times, he hasn't lost a game for us. And that's one thing a quarterback hasn't done. Right. Quarterback. It's always seems that every quarterback we have, they're, they're good enough to do what we need them to do, but they like to lose us the game by throwing a late interception or back in 2016, what we we're up by in Ohio state in the shoe by, I think it was 14 points and speed pretty much threw them back in that ball game. And we see what happened. I mean, one good thing, at least on the offensive side, I think we'll go back to the first half, at least in my part is the first drive. We looked like the team, I mean, the first drive, we marched right down the field at what I think it was a 17 play drive. Yep. Took up half the first quarter. Yeah. I mean, and then that was all that was all running, and then the second drive we threw the ball. Yes, it, it finished off with like a three yard run, but we threw the ball down the field and showed that we can move the ball throwing still. And I think that's a another big thing. Um, I mean, I haven't seen other anything on this team yet. I mean, yeah, I, like everybody else, I was a little worried at first, and after I went back and watched the game and just kind of seen what happened and put everything together, I don't think this is as bad as it looks. I think a lot of people are one overestimating Rutgers, and I also think we got up twenty to three at halftime. I think we might have started looking ahead a little bit, looking ahead to Wisconsin, and kind of gotten that head like, okay, this game's over, and oh shit, here comes Rutgers coming right. back into this ball game, and they're stopping us. What I think we picked up, I had two, three first downs in that second half total. Yeah, yeah, I think it was three. It First. might have been four, but uh, I don't. I know it wasn't any more than that. And you know, that's the thing is when once you lose that momentum, right? It's hard to get it back. And 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 you know, Rutgers come out in the second half and kind of punched us in the face a little bit. And and um, you know, I'm looking at it like you a little more. Like, hey, it, in years past, we would have lost that game, I think. Um, and we hung in there and and found a way to get it done and. And that's all that matters. And, you know, if we come out that way and and it looked that way on Saturday, I guess, Wisconsin, then, you know, maybe it's time to lower expectations and, and start ringing the alarm bells a little bit. But, you know, Wisconsin's going to be an interesting game because Notre Dame ends up blowing them out really, right? And is Notre Dame that good or is Wisconsin that bad or was that an aberration? You know, it's a long season and every team in the country – is going to have a game or a half, a couple halves where they shit the bed. And that's all that could be for us and for them. So, so I'm excited to, to go jump around in the stadium on Saturday and see what it's all about. Oh, you're still going. I figured you would have left by now in the morning. No, you are. All right. Uh, Oh, and, and on the defensive side, I, I mean, and actually this is really just an all around team record, but it's, it's really on more on the defensive side is, 
the bend don't break. I know we've mentioned it multiple times in multiple episodes, but we're 4-0 without trailing in a game this year. It's the first time since 1973 that we've done that. We're fourth in scoring defense, only giving up 47 points, and we're 35th total defense. I I mean, Hutchinson, another good game, got another sack. I think he's at four and a half now. I mean, right up there, I think he's one one sack away from the lead, uh, tying the leader. And I mean, I mean, and then, but towards the end of the game, there you had the Ojabo fumble that that kind of that clenched the game for us, like gave us all that that sigh of relief, like okay, this game's over, we win. I mean, the outlook of the season to me is still bright. I mean, I don't really see any. There's no reason to panic. Our first Big Ten game, first. I wouldn't say real opponent because I'd say Washington was probably our first real opponent still. But they were a different type of team. Uh, I think Rutgers decided that, hey, we're going to load the box up on Michigan and ram it, try to make them, make them throw the ball. And, I mean, they did, for, they did kind of in a way. But in the second half, we just couldn't. Right. And Wisconsin might not be a real opponent, uh, opponent right? They're one and two right now. Um, so they have two AP top 10 losses. They do, but they were both pretty bad, so we'll see. And, and you know, that's the, the flip side of things. They, if they want to do anything, um, they can't lose to Michigan, so they're going to come out hungry with something to prove. Yeah, they're going to be mad. They're going to be angry. And uh, before we get too far into that game real quick, we'll go into our Rutgers game, offensive player of the game. And defensive player of the game. Who do you got for your offensive player of the game first? So, you know, I've kind of went back and forth, and I really – it's hard to pick one this this game, right, because there's not been a – there really wasn't a lot of standout. You know, Corum was was solid on the first two drives, and and after that we we had to do it. And this isn't going to be a popular opinion, but I'm actually going to go with with Cade because he was – he was eight of ten before he got hit with that targeting, and and you know after that he was he was one of six. So 163 yards again. He was clean on turnovers. So that's who I got for uh, offensive player of the game. Yeah, and to just touch up on that, I mean he he still averaged ten yards a carry, or ten yards a throw. Right. I mean you can't. It's a first down every throw, really, if you think about it. And I mean, is honestly a good game. I can't. I'm not going to complain about him any anymore. For me, I went with H2. Went with Thunder. Uh, he gave us those two scores. I know they were short runs, but they were power runs. And I mean, he was 12 carries to 41 yards, averaged three and a half yards a carry. So I mean, that's a first down. I mean, if you if he runs a three and a half carries every single run, that's a first down every every set of downs you have. So. Um, so yeah, I went with Haskins. Uh, how about your defensive player of the game? Uh, I'm going to go with Aiden Hutchinson. Um, you know, he had a sack. Yeah, that guy just wreaks havoc. You know, I've said this, I believe, uh, every podcast that we've talked to after a game, but you know, they're, they're doing that. They're throwing everything at him, but the kitchen sink and, and he's not getting home a whole lot, but he sure is, uh, putting pressure on people. He's a, he's a one man wrecking machine. Yeah, I mean, he five four and a half sacks. I mean, that says enough. I mean, the leaders has five and a half for the year. So, yeah, and he's, he's number one in the Big Ten. 
Yeah, for I mean, there's no one in the Big Ten that like, I don't think there's an offensive lineman right now in the Big Ten that maybe maybe Wisconsin because you know Wisconsin's always known for their offensive linemen and yep. their running game, but that can actually stop him one on one without help from a tight end receiver, the guard. But I went with Ojabo just because the force fumble made a clutch, really clutch play in a really really dangerous situation that could have got could have went down and tied the game. Um, I thought about maybe just going with Rutgers kicker because he missed those field goals down there towards the stretch. And, but I went with the Jabo and uh, just cause of the fumble. Yeah. Yeah. It's a solid choice. Like I said, I think Cade's a little bit, maybe of a controversial pick, but he, uh, you know, he, he's rock solid. And, and, you know, I, I, I put, I put, uh, you know, his second half again, you know, on that, on that hit and, and, uh, two, uh, you know, like I said, I, th- I think I counted three drops. So, so, you know, there's, there's half of his incompletions right there. And I know there was at least two that weren't caught that were catchable. So, um, so, you know, if you add that up, he's, he's more like 13 for 16. So, um, you know, he, he's right there. Yeah, he definitely had he had one one two bad throws that I actually that were on him and it was the one right there before the half where he missed uh all or Schoonmeyer in the end zone. Had him wide open, just completely like overthrew him. Not over and then uh he threw like a he just didn't get enough behind the ball and it dropped short in a curl route, but that's nothing too bad. But yeah. All right. Well, on to Wisconsin. Going to Madison on the road. We are we haven't won there since 2001. Yep. iPhone wasn't invented. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, not a thing. Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, the highest grossing movies. I was three years old. I, I know they make it seem like we play there every year. We've only played there a total of six times since 2001. Right. But still, we haven't won there. Which is still, I mean, six times going somewhere and not winning. I mean, that's pretty impressive on Wisconsin's part. They're, to me, the, it's going to be about our offense. I think Cade will be the answer. Or if Cade doesn't play, say Cade is actually hurt or something like that, which I haven't heard anything about, but I think he'll play. <coughs> He's going to be the answer to probably us winning that game because of their defense is – a great rushing defense. I mean, they've allowed 25 yards a game the rushing this season. Yeah, I, I think Notre Dame was something like nine yards on 32 carries. It doesn't matter who you did. I mean, they played two top 10 teams. They played Penn State. Yep. And they played Notre Dame, and then they beat Eastern Michigan. But that 25-point 20, running rushing yards a game, that's just an insane stat to me at least. It is. So, you know, my take on on uh, Wisconsin is on paper should be should be an easy win, right? They're last in the Big Ten in offense, six touchdowns. They're averaging 19 points a game, uh, 57 points on the season. And on defense, they're they're dang near near the bottom. They're number 11 out of 14 in the Big Ten, allowing 21.3 a game. Um, so but. Uh, you know, it's hard to win on the road. And, you know, as you talked about it, it's, it's been really, we haven't got a win in Wisconsin in uh, almost basically 20 years. So, 
you know, I think if we go in there and, and can can get a win on the road, um, that's going to be it's going to silence a lot of the, uh, the the fans that are whining about that and, you know, our, our record against top 10 teams, even though, you know, they're not ranked right now. But um, and also give the team a, a confidence boost that, hey, we can go on the road and and go to a tough place to play Randall Stadium. Right. And and get one out. Yeah, I think it's a it's a big first step to the success that we're looking for. It's going into a stadium. It's going in as an underdog, at least as of now. Harbaugh hasn't won as an underdog yet at Michigan. I mean, we that could flip by Saturday. We don't know because it is only the one point underdog, but he can write the ship on. He can start to write the ship on that, and he can start to write the ship on that case and take it to the next level with going into Michigan state, changing that one, hopefully changing that narrative. And hopefully at the end of the year, changing the narrative to Ohio state. But this to me is the first big step into beat changing the narrative that Harbaugh's had for his seven seasons. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Hasn't won uh, many, many big ones at all. Um, you know, unless they're at home, right. Unless they're at home. So, you know, as you said, to date, this will be his biggest road win. Um, and then, you know, a couple of weeks after that, three weeks after that, uh, on New Michigan State, excuse me. So, uh, Nebraska is going to be a night game, right? That should be fun and exciting. Um, and and they're, a, they're a scrapping team. Um, looks like they're kind of up and coming a little bit. Uh, maybe maybe that'll be a challenge for us too. Northwestern's Northwestern. I don't think that'll be anything. But I, you know, I'm excited to see first this Saturday and then you know October 30th in in East Lansing and and see what happens. I'm excited for this week. I'm trying not to look ahead too much and more for the reason that I don't want to get my hopes up. I mean, that's 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 kind of the way I took the season so far is where sometimes I look ahead for this team and expect them to win a game. And next thing I know, we lose a game. We lose to a team we should honestly beat. For me, I, I think we win the game. I don't think we're going to blow them out or anything. I think we'll win 17-7, 17-7. Um, I think we'll win 17-7, something like that. I think it'll be a tight game. I don't think it'll be just because of their defense – with their rushing defense, I mean, I don't think we'll blow them out. Like, I hope we do, but uh, I say 17-7. Yeah, you know, I think it's going to be like a 20-17, It's going to be close dogfight, and, and you know, I, th- I think it's going to be a lot like the, the second half of last week's game where it's not going to be decided until, you know, the maybe the final four or five minutes. Um you know, we'll sweat it out, but I do think that we're going to get the victory too. I don't really have any very, very much more on Wisconsin. I mean, I think we nope, covered so, all all the main things about it. Right. So, we're, so we're going to break off topic a little bit here and give a little background before I I'm going to throw a little whammy at you. So, how long you were born in 1998, right? Yep. How long you been watching Michigan football? That I remember. Yeah. Sure. Probably. 2003 2004 that i actually remember but i mean i don't i mean you were sitting down watching games with me when you're a baby baby right but i probably yeah but you you know you've been you've been watching uh 
uh, like you would come running in when it was on probably when you were two, but you're probably four or five by the time, you know, before you really have any good solid memories. So, so let's just say, uh, we'll say 18 years you've been a fan, right? True fan where you, where you know what's going on. So I, we're going to do a little speed round here. I'm going to throw some trivia at you. Oh, this is not going to be good at all. I'm is it within throw- like? Is it within like the past ten years? Like it's in the when history. I- it's in the history of Michigan football. <laughs> you about to embarrass the hell out of me, Carlos. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm the one that edits this. There's a couple softballs in there, right? I'm gonna guess though that you get zero right. Well, how many do you think you're gonna get right? How many is there? There's five. I'll give myself two or three. Okay. So five seconds after I finish the question. Oh, at least give me 10. All right. We'll go 10. For All right. You ready? Yeah. My hands are right here, so I won't be typing anything in. First, first one, most rushing touchdowns in a game. Oh, shit. I have no idea. I don't know records like that. Albert most Hernstein. Rushing- Albert Hernstein, I'll give you so half. Like 1999. Yeah, come on. Okay, I'll give you half a you point. You wouldn't have known that. I actually did know that. I would, oh, I'll would. i give God. you half a point if you can tell me how many touchdowns he had. In a game, right? Or in a season? Yep. In game. a game? Yep. 11. Seven. No, Most rushing yards in a game. Tim Biakabatuka, 328. Ron Johnson, 347, 1967 versus Wisconsin. Most interceptions of career. It's got to be Woodson, right? Woodson's number two. I thought it was Woodson. Okay, well, you're right. I'm probably going to get zero right right now because you're doing (laughs) records and I was. Hey, this is speed round. Let's go. Most sacks for career. I have no idea. Mark Messner. All right, this is your this is your really easy one. And if you don't get this right, uh, I'm gonna be officially ashamed. Most receiving yards in a game. In a game. In a game. It's gotta be Desmond. Or Braylon. 2013. I'll give you that hit. Oh, it's fucking Roundtree. Nope, Jeremy. Or Galen. No, no, no. It's either I knew it was either him because Galen Galen it was was that the Illinois game that he went off or was it the Indiana game where he went off against for those Indiana it was Indiana yeah so oh for five okay you know what I'm gonna embarrass the fuck out of you next week Mister you could at least gave me some prep so you could Google and have the stats pulled up next you know thanks yeah you wouldn't have known. You I wouldn't have known two. those. I would have got three for sure and possibly four. Oh no way! The the uh, I would have I would have on the interceptions. I would have guessed Woodson. I'm sorry. I don't and, look at I don't look at records all the time. I look at the and uh, I might I may have gotten Messner on the sacks. I may not have. All right. So you got something new this week too, right? Yeah, so, I mean, with all the teams that are going, I mean, there's a lot of teams that a lot of people didn't think were going to be good this year that are good, and there's some teams that people thought were going to be good, and they're and they're good, but are they contenders or are they pretenders? I'm just going to go through, I think I got eight or nine teams here and from different conferences, and you can just 
stay if you think they're going to be contenders pretenders then i'll state if i what i think i mean give a little bit of an explanation um but first off it's going to be the acc team it's going to be wake forest i mean they're 4-0 they look like the best team out of the acc are they a contender you think they're a pretender yeah they trash for ever with the exception of clemson um and I just I just don't see it happening. But what do you think? I I mean I think they're going to be contenders. I, when I say contenders, I mean I I, I think that they have a really good shot this year of winning their conference. Clemson's a two loss team already. Just lost right. to North Carolina State. I don't yep. see anybody else over there as of now who I watched I watched Wake Forest last week and they look pretty good. I mean, I, I think they're a contender, at least for the conference. I don't know about the playoffs, but. Okay, so so we need some clarification then. I I, th- I agree with you. They'll probably no, win their conference. No. I thought oh, yeah, we were I, talking about a national scope. So we're, I mean, we're talking conference or better? You win your conference, I mean, you're going to be in the national scope. Yeah, You'll be up there. I, at least, at least win, the bigger conference. At least the Power the Five. Sky conference, you're not. Okay, Power Five. Okay. That's pretty much all these are at Power 5 conferences I picked. Okay, what's next? Okay, we'll move to the Big Ten. I got two. Michigan State, pretenders or contender? Um, right now, I think they're contenders. I think they're definitely pretenders. Think they so. got they got lucky against Nebraska. Well, they, Nebraska you. shot themselves in the foot. That game was over. So every team them. needs a game or two. You know, touched on this a little bit earlier where they're going to get mm-hmm. – they need a break. They're going to have a bad game. Um, you know, they, they look pretty solid to me. And, and uh, you know, uh, the next, you know, we got we got three more games before we meet them. But if everybody, if if uh, we and they stay on that proper tra- trajectory, I think whoever wins that game is going to be the Big Ten champion. Yeah, and I read, I had originally thought that, but just watching the way that they did against, that they played against Nebraska, it, it kind of just kind of pushed me away. There was a night game at home and that, that they honestly should have lost. I mean, like you said, yeah, you can have a bad game, but I'm leaning more towards the pretender side at this point. And uh, last one of the Big Ten is Penn State. That's a big one. I mean, that's to me, Penn State is on the edge. They are. Man, that's a tough one. I am the number go. four in the nation. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go pretender on them. I I agree. I think they're gonna be pretenders. I mean, they they have decent wins. I mean, I think the Auburn win is probably their biggest win of the year, and I don't think that wins as big as what it originally was meant to be when they first won it. Uh, I mean, or it sounds like Auburn's gonna make a quarterback change now. Um, getting Bo Nix out of the starting role. And I don't think Auburn's a team that, I mean, I think they're going to be a decent team, nine and three team, three, four loss team, but I don't think that's, they're going to be, I don't think that helps Penn state at all. Like when it comes to the playoff picture. And so, and I think they're going to be pretenders. I think they're going to lose probably two or three games by the end of the season's up. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think you're probably right, man. I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if we got to eat our words on that one and they're a contender at the end of the season, but, but you know, my gut tells me they're they're a pretender. 
Yep. Yeah. Say. Um, Pac-12. There's only one team that I thought of over there, and it'd be Oregon. I mean, number three in the nation. I honestly say contender, just because they're out of the Pac-12. They're the only good Pac-12 team, in my opinion, right now. I thought UCLA was going to be good, but they've kind of fallen off. Yeah, I th- I think they're a contender too. I really do. Um, all right, and I got three more. We'll make uh, two SEC teams. Uh, Georgia is the first one I have. Uh, I've written down. Pretender. They're, they're kind of like us, where they do good, and if they have a good season, and then towards the end of the year, they like bed. I mean, I'm going to pick Pretender too. I think Alabama's going to run that conference, and I think not. I don't think it's going to be as ran as what we are used to, but. I think that's something I wanted to touch on a few weeks ago, but I forgot to. Uh, I think this college football season um, is the most open it's been in a long time. It is. It feels like there's a little bit of the changing of the guard, right? Clemson's out of the picture a little bit. Ohio State looks to be having a down year. Um, Alabama is 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 still right there, but they don't look as, as, as invincible as they have in years past. Um, I, I do think it's wide open. I would not be shocked if if we have uh, two or three new entries into the college football playoff. Yeah, and I think, uh, I mean, Oklahoma's having a down year. I mean, they look just plain horrible the other night. Um, so I think, like I said, I, I know I kind of got off topic there, but I said something that clicked into my head. Um. Arkansas, this team has really surprised me this year, especially coming off of how bad they've been in the past five years, six years. I mean, this is a team who I think two or three years ago lost in North Texas 44 to 17 or something like that. Right. I mean, I'm going to pick just because they haven't proved it. Um, other than, I mean, they got a win against Texas A&M this weekend. Um, top 10 team, but I, I don't think Texas a and a team that is a top 10 team. Um, I'm going to pick probably – you know what? I just thought of something. I'm going to go contender, actually. And I'm going contender all the way with them. I think they're legit. I, I thought about, like, the conference and everybody else in the conference. and I mean, the only other team that maybe, maybe could defeat them other than Alabama is – Florida and Georgia. Uh, I mean, I would love to see Arkansas go. I mean, that's one thing I've always cheered for the underdog. So, like, when it comes to, like, games that I'm not involved in, don't have a team that I'm involved in. them. And then the final one is going to be Notre Dame out of the independent. They're hard because with Wisconsin, that Wisconsin game last week, it was the final score. I don't know if you watched it. The final score wasn't what – I wasn't what it was because uh, they're towards. I turned it on and I'd walked away. I, I think I was making dinner and I just had it on over the background. I come back in and it's it was 28 to I think 13, 28, yeah, 28, 13 or something like that. And I come back in here after making dinner and it was 41 to whatever, 13 or whatever the final score was because Mets, Mertz, or through those two picks, he threw two pick sixes, I think, within the final 10 minutes of the game. Right. And that and that really made it worse than what it was. Yeah, so, going into the fourth quarter, it was still a ball game, right? Yeah. Um, so 
and you're right. It wasn't nearly as bad as it looked. Um, you know, I watched, I watched most of the second and most of the third, and then I was kind of flipping around and uh, come back and seeing the final score. I was like, holy shit. I think Notre Dame's a pretender as well. Yeah, I do too. Uh, and I'm not looking at the Wisconsin game. I'm actually looking back to the Purdue game the week before. Yep. Um, it was 20. They they it was a close game all game, and they only beat Purdue 28-13. With Purdue's having a good season so far. I mean, they're four and one, I believe. So I can't really say very much more on that. Um, but yeah, I definitely I think they're pretenders. Did uh? Do you have anything else you want to talk about today, or? No, I think that's it. I'm looking forward to uh, watching that Wisconsin game this week and go blue. Yeah, go blue and uh, Red Wings. Style. One thing I will say is hockey. Hockey starts tonight in Hockey Town. Red Wings are back. It's preseason starts, but it's still hockey. It's another sport to talk about, and we'll definitely be covering that once uh, the season really gets kicking off. But uh, go follow us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And everyone have a great day and go blue. Yes, sir. One other thing I just read today, Tigers are 15 wins over what they're projected to be. Uh, so uh, young and uh, young and exciting team. And, and I think they might've just jumped to the head of the line and the rebuild. So, uh, uh, you know, as far as Detroit teams go, they might be the one closest to contention and real quick. How about, how about those lions, man? Lions lose in the ways that the always only Lions can. They might be the best 0 and 3 football team in the history of the NFL. I think you say that every year, though. Well, I mean it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I have to say that I did read today, going back on the on Tigers, uh, AJ Hinch just, I think, is in the final five for manager of the year. I mean, I don't think he'll get it just because of their record. He won't get it, but hands down, he deserves – he should be number one, I think. But, you oh, know, as yeah. you said, with the record, they're just not going to give it to a guy that's, that's you know, that that far uh, out of contention and, and below 500. But um, he's Harry Potter as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, no, he's did a great job, and I'm excited for the future, especially because I love, love watching me some baseball. But, all right, well, we'll do this again. Everyone have a great day. Go Blue. Hey, beat Wisconsin.